moment that you've all been waiting for. From just north of the border, he's the hombre with no nombre. Miramano from another mamo. His favorite jelly bean flavor is black licorice. El numero uno. That's right. You're listening to one of the three hogsmen. Dev ain't here. Big Duke can't make it this week. Said maybe next week. Maybe next week. And uh, today it's Tuesday. It's uh, March 23rd. Listen, I'm going to start this podcast off with a, a controversial statement. All okay. right. You ready to get into this? I'm ready, I think. Uh, All right. I think the Zack Snyder Justice League could be the greatest superhero movie I've ever seen. Oh, there's no doubt. One, dude, it's fantastic. It was so fucking good. Exceeded all my expectations. I thought the four-hour thing, I was like, oh, man. And then I watched it. I'm like, man, I didn't even feel like that was four hours. No. Oh, so here, um, it took me two sittings, right? Yeah. Because, uh, let's see, I think I watched the, the, the first, like, you know, the, the first sitting was, I think, Friday night. Yeah. Um, I was just tired. So I watched a good portion of it. I just I just fell asleep. You know, it's fucking four Luckily, hours. they split it up into parts. So yeah, if you yeah. could do it like that, you could be like, all right, well, when they start a new part, I will cut out now. You can and track it a little bit. Yeah. But, um, so then, uh, yeah, but I loved it, but I just, I was tired and I fell asleep. Then I asked my wife, uh, if I could watch it again, cause she actually stayed up and watched it, mm-hmm. which is kind of strange that my wife decided to do that considering I, I was asleep yeah. and, uh, she was like, yeah, sure. So I started it back where I, you know, last remembered, you know, watching it. And at one point I looked over my wife and I go, this is so fucking good. This is such a good movie. It's. Anybody out there that hasn't seen it, it's a completely different movie. Yeah. 100%. There's still substances or parts of it that were the same from the original, but the tone of the movie is completely different. It's so different. Yeah. I uh, I mean, you, you actually care about the characters. Yeah. Cyborg is such a better character than he was in the Joss Whedon version. 100%. They actually show just how powerful Cyborg yeah. is. You know, like the 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 Josh Josh Whedon Josh Whedon yeah that part you know you didn't you didn't you didn't understand his backstory uh, of Cyborg you didn't under you know there was just no um, you didn't understand his motive no substance there's no substance yeah. to it and this you you realize who he was prior to being a being Cyborg what happened to him and now what his powers really are he's literally the heart of the movie yes like 100%. so and you look at it and you're like i don't know how anyone could see the original version and take more out of the person that was kind of crucial yeah to the whole movie there's even there's more flash stuff too that's another one too man the flash they they put a lot more um substance to his character you realize like okay what's driving him what kind of personality is he um it, it, that that opening uh you know sequence with the car crash yeah and by the way spoiler alert if anybody wants you know not to to hear this we live your, we live in a world where you gotta know people are going to talk about this stuff here's your warning yes um when you know like when he touches the glass yeah and it bends it warps and then it breaks plus the music behind it was oh man that was another thing that was that was the thing i think it was most different from the joss whedon version like there were scenes like when the beginning of the movie where aquaman goes back in the water after talking to Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I think in the 
Joss Whedon version, there was like a white stripe song before he jumped back in the water. Uh-huh. And this one, there was more of like a, a tone setting music, which made it much better. Yeah. But um, it was just uh, the one thing when uh, the Flash, you know, finally kicked it into gear to go save that chick. Yeah. And his, his shoes go ripping apart. I didn't like that part too much because it was like, what if you have nice, what if the flash has nice shoes yeah. on and he has to go save somebody? And he's like, wait a minute, I gotta, I gotta take these shoes off real quick. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just didn't like that. I, I, but, uh, it was, it was fantastic. That's the thing. It's, it's the justice league. DC is DC a little bit older than Marvel. I'm not, a, I'm not a, I'm not hundred percent sure, center, but I, I feel like they have the more classic characters. They have, I think DC. the characters that people more, maybe not anymore, but they more, are synonymous with like Batman, Superman, but Marvel's kind of become more now because of the movies and how the movies have been successful. Yeah. It's a lot more mainstream now. So, but I feel like when I was a kid, you know, Superman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, um, the flash, all those were big names. And I feel like that's the more, I wish I, I should have brought Chris Terry on. Yeah. Um, I felt like that's the more classic characters. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, when they said they're putting together a Justice League movie, that should feel like a huge event. Yeah. That should feel like a like a big, big movie. And the one that they gave us originally, the Josh Whedon one, it didn't live up to that. No, and they tried to make it too jokey and yes. too funny. And there's one scene they cut out that I'm really glad. It was the scene in the original version where Aquaman is accidentally sitting on the her the, uh, Wonder Woman's uh, uh, lasso, of lasso, of, lasso of truth, and he sells all this stuff, and I'm like, that just doesn't fit in the, what this movie. And like, uh, Steppenwolf looks a lot better in this version. Holy shit! Dark yes. side is like an actual part of the movie. Like, he wasn't. Uh, I I would heard that he was going to be the main villain in the movie Dark Side, but it was more or less like Thanos in Guardians of the Galaxy, where he was there. Yeah, but he wasn't really in the part background. Of He's in the ba- in the background, setting up for another movie that's never going to come. Yeah. Um, uh, I was going to say something. Why I have such a short uh, memory. Um, the one thing I was going to say is it actually kind of benefited them a little bit that they got to split apart the filming of some of the stuff. Cause they filmed some of this stuff recently. And like, if you watch the original version, like since then Ben Affleck has gone to rehab and you can see at the end of the movie, he looks completely different. And that kind of helps with the tone because from Batman to Superman to the end of this movie, he's very like on edge and like he's always angry. And at the very end, I think he feels relief. Uh And I think that works better because in real life, the person Ben Affleck is much in a much better position because you can look at the movie itself and then look at the end and he just looks a lot different. Yeah. You can tell they filmed it at different times. So, Oh, that's right. Um, This movie felt like a big deal. Yeah. It felt huge while you're watching it. Like this is something special. Um, Steppenwolf looked amazing. They they completely like almost redid his ass. Like they yeah. they fixed up the face, the armor, the gear he had on. What it kind of uh, reacted to his like emotional yeah. like uh, state, dude. When he had on all, all them arrows shot into him, and then he just like flexed yeah. and they all broke. I was like, that's gangster. His character made a lot more sense. Too. It made so everything made sense. In the original movie, it was like, why is this guy just obsessed with these boxes? Yeah. But then in this one, they're like, well, because he's trying to get back in the good graces of the guy who he disgraced himself to. Yeah. So it was just all around. It cleaned up 
everything yeah. as far as motive, storyline, reasoning. It was fantastic, man. The battle scenes, the 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 first one with all the uh, the united um, the Amazonians, the gods, the humans, yeah. um, the Atlanteans, and and the green Lan- the Green Lantern against dark side uh dark side's uh you know forces yeah fantastic when he do when he just when dark side just chopped off that green lantern's arm like like it was nothing you were like holy shit dark side's a badass yeah you know oh it was it was so good i, I have to watch it again i started watching it again but it's not something you can just sit down and watch yeah it's like you gotta make a whole day you out gotta of it. exactly because there's so much to absorb out of that movie you i don't think you can do it in one, like in one no. in one screening you have to watch it maybe two or three times yeah. because there's so much and it's so good man and i really i don't know if are, are they trying to to make a sequel to this one no the problem is it's uh people are trying to start like an internet thing to restore the snyder verse which was what he was going for with that uh-huh. movie but he's pretty much said he's done making superhero movies uh-huh. and so that was my only problem with the movie is it had a lot of like Things that are going to happen next that are just never going to happen. What a cock tease, man. I know, like, because they're like they're trying to replace Henry Cavill as Superman, and I just think that's so dumb. He's the absolute perfect Superman. Like, I that's also another thing. I I'm not a big Superman fan. I've stated that before. I liked the Superman. Yeah, you know, he was ruthless. Came in, just started fucking up Steppenwolf. You know, like punching him, fucking laser eyeing him, punching him some more, a little bit more laser eye. Oh man, it was just so good, dude. I'm telling you, anybody out there, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's yes. amazing. I, I, after after I watched it, I was like, this this is the best superhero movie I've ever seen. And if if DC, if Justice League came out swinging with this movie back in 2017, Marvel would have been like, oh fuck, they it's, caught up. And that's the worst part is people are gonna react that same way that you and I are, and yet Warner Brothers is like, nah stupid and i'm like you guys like are sitting on a gold mine oh like, you can just keep God. this going like they're already gonna make a flash movie you can still do the same thing you were planning to do with the flash movie but you can take my money if if, yeah. if there's a sequel take my money i will write you a blank check go ahead and fill it we don't do checks anymore really no i'll give you my atm card and give you my pin code that I, I gotta see well if they have cyborg they don't need your pin card exactly uh, it's just amazing, man. I suggest everybody go watch it. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. I, I'm, I'll be watching it again and again, at least loved it. And I really, really hope that somehow, some way that someone convinces them to continue this. Cause I think that think this is what they were looking for to compete with Marvel. And if they continue, like they had a Batman movie that they were making with Ben Affleck. And then now that's Robert Pattinson. It's a completely different movie. Yeah. Not even involved in this world. Like, that's the thing, man. DC and who, who owns DC? War, uh, uh, Warner Bros. Warner Bros. Yeah. Listen, it took Marvel, what, a decade, more than a decade to, to get everything going and end up with Infinity War and Endgame, right? Yeah. This movie closed the gap in four hours. Yeah. It took them four hours to catch up to where Marvel got to in Infinity War. Yeah. You know? God, it was good, man. So fucking good. I agree. I would keep talking about it, but I'm sure everybody's just like, all right, cool. Let's move on. You liked it a lot. Yeah, let's talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier. I haven't watched that. Oh. I haven't watched it. I just so got good. I just got done with WandaVision 
I, I, I watched the finale a little bit later mm. than everybody else. I just, I was just busy and I had yeah. to, you know, finally I was, I was like, I told my wife like, Hey, can we just watch this? It's the finale. I liked the, the, the WandaVision thing. Yeah. It was good. It actually brought, um, a lot more, uh, character and backstory and everything to, um, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Uh, Max, uh, Maxim, Wanda, Wanda Maximoff. Yeah. And uh, fun fact, she's an old, she's one of the Olsen twins sisters, or she's a sister of the Olsen twins. Yep. And uh, but I, I think that show really did a great job of of getting her character over and making it a bigger deal yeah. because she kind of was always like a back, you know, background actor yeah. for the rest of the movie, you know, the other movies. Well, it right? seems like she's going to be a big part of the next phase of movies. Yeah, because she's in going to be in the next Doctor Strange movie think she's going to be in the next spider-man movie but i'm not sure yeah i know that it seems like they got big plans for her yeah um so you watched the the falcon and winter soldier what do you yeah, think i loved it really it was great there was a lot of uh things in it that are answered it, it, it's so dumb because it's not important to a lot of people but there's a lot of like small things that in like life that i they think about and they address and like they address like someone applying for a loan but they've been vanished for five years so the bank uses the mm. you haven't had income for five years like they use that little stuff i'm like yeah, this is the type of shit that would happen in this world if you know yeah but it was the first episode like there's only gonna be six of them so it's gonna be more compact uh so it's like 50 minute episodes okay so I, yeah i would definitely recommend it i i liked it a lot not a lot more than wandavision it's just a show with characters i like a lot more yeah and things I want to see more. See, that's the crazy thing. Like after watching this Justice League, I, I don't know if like <laughs> if I can like watch anything else right now. I have I have to like absorb all yeah. of that and then I, move on. Yeah, I watched uh, the uh, yeah. So I watched Falcon and Winter Soldier first. Um, before we move on though from Justice League, we have to talk about that desert scene at the end. The um, Doomsday looking like uh, yeah, where they the, completely just saved Jared Leto's the Joker too. You know what? You're right. Um, I was not a fan of Suicide Squad. No, it was terrible. Wasn't a fan of Jared Leto's Joker in that movie. Uh, this movie, I like it. Yeah. They really, they finally wrapped up that Rob uh, Robin thing from, um, was that ba- Batman, Batman versus Superman? Superman? Yeah. They finally said, you know, you got the impression that Joker killed Robin. Yeah. And, um, but they didn't, you know, really... Because I think they had a plan to go into it at some point, but yeah. they never got to get there. But I loved it when the Joker hit him with the, why would you send a boy wonder to do a man's job? Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a good line. That's a great fucking line. I don't know where any of that was leading because they had that in Batman versus Superman too, like that desert nightmare thing. Yeah. And they tease it again when uh, I think when they tried to do the fir- the box to bring back Superman, they showed you that whole Superman, the black cape and yep. dark side, put his hand on his shoulder. Like again, it's all these things. Like I really would love to see where it's going. Uh, it sucks that if that's, the, if that's the truth and, and they're not looking to, to continue the story, I'm out, but you know, money talks money. Does so talk. It, there might be a day where they offer him a bunch of money and, and how much money do they lose out on this version of justice league? Because they got put out on HBO max, right? I'm sure HBO yeah. max paid, uh, you know, uh, Warner Brothers. Uh, well, it's Warner Brothers. Some, they own. HBO oh, do they? Max, so yeah. Okay, so they made nothing. Yeah. Well, except for like, well, is is, is HBO Max a subscription thing? Yeah. So I think that when when they launched it, that was one of their big selling points for the subscription was eventually you're going to get this bat uh, this Justice League movie. 
Yeah. So maybe some people went and got went and got it just for that. So, but what's that? Ten dollars per yeah, person. Exactly. So it's, How much money did they lose out on box office? Yeah. Toys, merchandise. What? What? They they should be like, listen, we got to make up for this. Yeah. Keep it going. The only thing I think they're really continuing from these movies is the Flash movie, where I think Affleck is going to play Batman in that. Mm-hmm. They're also going to bring back Michael Keaton to be as Batman. So who knows where it's going? Maybe they have a better plan than what they did, but I would much rather see the continuation of the story that I already like. Yeah. Like I just rewatched man of steel on Batman versus Superman the last couple of days. And they're both really good movies. And then they all kind of connect to one each other. Like they, if you watch them back to back, they all one ends, the next one starts, the next one ends, mm-hmm. the next one starts. So it's like, I would love to see more movies like that with some like, connectivity and like interesting stories yeah yeah because the same stuff every time with batman it's like we watch his parents die and then he becomes batman yeah, yeah. i wanted to see, i like the 20 20 years as batman ben affleck where he's like I, he's been doing this a while so he's just like angry and mad like i want to see more of that yeah i agree i agree man it's good stuff it sucks that you know it might not continue but hey i'm happy with what we got definitely happy um, what else going on, man? Had a had a wrestling match yesterday. Did you? Went and taped uh for the level up pro wrestling for IWTV. Got a match in. Um a lot of matches coming up. I was say you have a lot of stuff coming up a from lot what of I've stuff. seen on Facebook and I have know. a busy uh a, the first weekend of April is gonna be very busy for me. So that's good. Because they just added a show at the school now, right? For the a student so, showcase show. On Friday, April second. There's going to be a level up show. Uh, it's going to be a showcase, and I believe it's called Red Tier. Yeah, I think so. So that's uh, that's going to be happening. It's going to be in the back parking lot of uh, the Level Up Pro Wrestling School. All the normal stuff as far as um, testing and mass required, all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, man, it's good to see like wrestling is 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 happening again. You know, yeah. we, I got some shows lined up. So I'll be there Friday night doing that. And then um, I will be back the next night. So there's a there's going to be two shows on Saturday, uh, April 3rd. The first one is going to be, uh, hold on. It was a Lucha show. I think we talked about it a little bit last week. Yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, the name of it. The Lucha... God damn it. I can't remember what the hell it's called. Let me look up on my my, uh, my hand computer real quick. Okay. It's um, Deluce, Deluce Deluce. And what you're going to have is the Hogsman. That's right. Devin and I going up against the team of Jack Cartwheel and Rancho Camacho. So that show is at 4 o'clock. Now, what this promotion is, it's a, uh, it's a little bit more family friendly. Funny thing is, because Jordan Cruz is going to be wrestling uh, Damian Six 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 in a street fight, so that'll be funny. Yeah. Uh, to watch, you know, like it's family show, but like they're probably going to be like gigging or blading each other. Yeah. And stuff. Um, but anyway, so that's at four o'clock, and then um, you also, I, I believe, I believe there's a, there's a few other matches announced for that show, but I can't remember right now. Can't remember. Yeah, all I saw was your guys' match. Yeah. Um, and then at seven o'clock, you'll have the Canna Pro Show, blast off four three two one, and uh, I'll be wrestling uh, Bad Dude Tito on that. So I'll be I'll be 
pulling a, a double duty that night. And then on Sunday, April 4th, Easter. Easter Sunday, I'll be heading up to Championship Wrestling from Hollywood and doing matches up there. So we'll see how that's going to be a long weekend. I'll probably be dead by Sunday night driving home. But hey, man, this is the life I chose. But will there be some sort of like happiness because you haven't done that kind of weekend in a while? Uh, yeah, sure. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it feels at this point. I don't know if you're just like, oh, we're back or oh, we're back. Like, no, it's cool, man. You know, it's it's nice to have bookings. Um, I'm pretty sure I'll be double. I'll be doing double duty at championship. So it's going to be interesting having multiple matches in three days. I haven't done that in a long time. And I believe a match of yours from the last taping was aired this weekend or yeah. last week. Yep. Yep. We, uh, my match with from championship, my return. Well, in the summer of my turn because I was there for that battle Royale. But, uh, yeah, we, uh, I was on TV and championship wrestling from Hollywood this weekend teaming with honest. John has Devin, has Devin explained why he didn't make it. No. All right. Actually, yes, he did. Okay, yes, he did. good. So Devin was he? You, you got to get tested, right? You got to get COVID yeah. tested and prove that you have a negative test result. Devin uh, had problems getting his test results. I mean, it was a big frustration. I was talking to him all the way up to it, and uh, his his hospital fucked up. Yeah. Apparently, when he moved up north, the plan didn't recognize it so it went to his new plan or old plan or something where the test results weren't eligible to him on that weekend they knew the results but they couldn't tell him or something like that horseshit and i'm like this is so dumb like what if someone like was going to get a job over this and in this scenario yeah someone had to cancel something because they couldn't get the results that were readily available to them yeah that total horseshit and i i I felt so bad for Devin because he was just like he was on the phone for hours upon hours with his insurance provider and the hospital people being like, I need to get my results. And they were just like, cool, maybe uh Monday. And they're like, no, I need it by Saturday night. Basically. Anyways, the worst time to deal with anything is on the weekend because mostly everyone is closed or not available to talk. Yeah. Anyways, I hope we're not breaking any HIPAA laws right now. Talking about Devin's thing. Right. We didn't really specify who his uh, healthcare provider was. So there you go. I, I guess we didn't. Yeah. Anyway, so I had to, they had to, you know, quick thinking. They threw another kid in there. Honest John. You know what? I I told uh, John, I was like, hey, man, thank you for stepping up. And he did a great job. He did a great job as far as as, um, performing and all that kind of stuff. So, anyways, Devin will get back up there eventually. You know, I'm sure. So you're not going to rename yourself Honest Mike Camden? No, 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 not, no. But yeah, man. That's it. So we got some wrestling coming up. That's good, man. What about you? What'd you do this week? Anything? Uh, on Saturday, I got my first vaccination shot. Dick. So I didn't really make many plans otherwise because I didn't know what would happen. Duke kind of told me that nothing would happen in the first shot and nothing did happen other than the pain in my arm for a little bit. They make the you injection uh, site. They make you sit, sit that 15 minutes. Yeah, but it was cool because it's at a mall. So like the, the seating area is in like a food court. Okay. So if I wanted to get food, I could have just gone and got food, but cool. I didn't. But yeah, it's it's a relatively easy thing. Like anyone can do it. Like even, you know, I don't know if I should be saying this, but even if you have don't have a reason to get it right now, just go make an appointment. 
they're going they're going off of, uh, the, the, scouts honor yeah going off scouts <laughs> honor and like you know it's better at this point to just go and get it rather than it just sit there and no one gets it and then they have to throw it away so it's better that you get it yeah then no one gets it you know give it to somebody and we're a month away from everyone being eligible anyway apparently if that, what they say is true by may everyone should be able to get it that trash can don't need that vaccine yeah put it in somebody i don't care who it is so cool man did you watch the uh fast lane stuff at all i did how was that it was okay uh brian and roman was good always brian daniel bryan's the yeah best wrestler on the planet looks like they're gonna add him to the main main event so that'll be awesome good i uh, saw uh bray wyatt came back bray wyatt uh, returned Another, As, a new look, another new look. Yeah, he's well. He was burnt to a crisp. He's if all charred up. So he's, I saw the pictures. He looks great. It looks yeah, cool. It, yeah, I think uh, it's probably what they wanted to do with uh, Kane back in the day, but they didn't have the money. They didn't have the uh, special effects people. <laughs> yeah, well, because now apparently they're a guy that makes all Bray's stuff is like a guy who works on like horror movies. I forget the guy's name, but he works on like horror movies. It looks so. like it. His gear yeah. is, is inc- incredible. So yeah, I mean, it's him and Randy at WrestleMania. We'll. See how that goes. I'm sure it'll be fine match wise. But did you? I saw you make a post about the Randy Orton on um, Stone Cold's uh, thing. Yeah, it was awesome. Really? Yeah, he's he's like so underrated in terms of like things he's done for. Like even when we had Dominic on, Dominic was talking about how Randy was one of the main guys that helped him backstage. And yeah, I remember a story Cole Cabana told a few years ago where Randy like went to bat for him and got him hired, and he really didn't know him, mm-hmm. but he was Punk's friend, and Randy liked Punk and. Punk didn't have the stroke, so Randy went and got the job done. Sick. So, you know, it's 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 a very honest and a very different look at Randy Orton because yeah. you don't really see him do many interviews. And it's fun. And everything Austin does is good, even though Austin will tell the same story 5,000 times. I don't know how many times I've heard the Brian Pillman walked up to him and told him we're a tag team now. and Or the uh, him, him going getting into wrestling school with, uh, with uh, Chris Adams. Chris Adams at the Sportatorium. Yeah. Him, him and 30 other people with only like an hour and a half of ring yeah. time. Yep, yep. Uh, he also tells the one where WWE wanted to name him Frost McFang. That's a great name. Like, And it's it, the, the way he just, he's getting a lot better at just bringing these up casually where uh-huh. it doesn't seem like he's going out of his way to do it. Because he would just be like in the middle of a conversation about something completely different. He's like, you know, they wanted to name me Frost McFang. And I'm like, I don't know where that came from. That- <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's so funny. Like, you look at, you know, you, you hear people talk about like that kind of stuff, right? Like Stone Cold story about how they brought him in. They didn't really know what to do with them game. They tried giving him a stupid fucking name like Frost McFang <laughs> like, uh, or the ringmaster or the ring, you know, cause I remember when he came out as the ringmaster and you were just like, oh, okay, you know, like whatever. Yeah. He's just, he's just a dude with a shaved head and apparently he's like the, the, the muscle. Yeah. For, Cause unless you were legitimately watching both WWF and w- WCW, you didn't know who he was. Oh no. Had he no was idea. just a guy. Like, had no idea. If you watch WCW, like he did, he had a lot of stuff. Like he'd wrestled Ricky Steamboat. He was the United States champion. Like, and then he was in ECW for a little bit and did a couple of things there. But back then we didn't have this internet stuff. So when he showed up on WWF, you were like, I don't know who this guy is, but he's with Ted DiBiase. Yeah. And then it was so funny. Cause he just out of nowhere, man, out of nowhere just caught on fire yeah you know and it was, it was just like a it was a quick a quick burning blaze you know like obviously it took him years to get there but as soon as he got on on wf you know he got introduced yeah and then overnight you were like holy fuck he's he's like the most over person on the card because the fans were telling you because there were signs yeah. in austin 316 
And man, the guy just picked, he, he grabbed that ball and just kept running. Great. Loved him. My favorite wrestler. Probably my, yeah, definitely he's, my favorite wrestler of all time. He's awesome. A lot of people prefer rock over that period. I was like, I was always an Austin guy. Well, yeah, rock was, is great too, but it was either one or the other. You were yeah. either a rock guy or a Austin guy. And you know, I had friends that were rock guys and I was just an Austin person, you know, like I thought he was awesome, man. Yeah. Good stuff came out in jean shorts. Yeah, he was just a, he did, there was no like frills or anything about him. He would just walk out and just, just a badass. And yet I, I, I think, I mean, the brood had sweet entrance music, yeah. right? Gangrel has one of the, some of the, the, the best yes. entrance music of all time, but stone colds, just the glass shattering. You're that's what you're waiting for. Every Monday night, yeah. you were waiting for the glass to shatter. I saw somebody posted something about this. I wonder what your opinion on it is. So like, uh, the entrances today are a lot more choreographed. Like oh, everyone's yeah. got to do the thing. And somebody posted like a video of Sid coming out like 96 and Sid would just fist pump all the fans, just scream. And you talk about like the brood, even though they were coming up a fire, it was still very natural. Awesome yeah. entrance was very natural. Like, do you think that's part of the reason why maybe these guys don't connect as much today? Because yeah. they have these choreographed everything from my fist up in the air, do this and that. Everything is so overproduced. Yeah where it doesn't feel organic anymore. You know, like I can even tell that like when I, you know, I, I, I walk out to the ring. I just want to walk out to the ring. Yeah. But I f- feel like I need to do something because yeah. that's what everybody else is doing. That's what you've been told by people that have worked for the bigger promotions. Like you got to like have something signature or some shit like that. Yeah. And, uh, I look back at those old days and it was just, them walking out and whatever they did they did yeah there was nothing like constantly uh reproduced i guess you could say like every end like yeah you know like it wasn't it was just natural man like even natural. like i remember when dominic was on a couple months ago talking about how they were telling him he needed something in his entrance and like I even watch his entrance now and it's still so awkward because him and his dad or you know how ray would run to one side and do this but there's no yeah. fans they're doing it to tv screens and i'm like in reality, it looks so dumb, but I guess like them just walking out is to them dumb too. Like, yeah, I don't know. Dom's Dom's not Dom's just like he's going to get on WrestleMania. That's awesome. Man. So uh, they teased a little bit of something last week on SmackDown. Looks like he's going to be in a tag match with his dad, maybe tag titles against who? Uh, it looks like it's going to be a four way with them and uh, the Street Profits, Ziggler and Rude and Otis and Gable. Cool. That's what it seems like. But hey, if Dom gets on Mania, who cares what it is? You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Especially getting a tag with your dad. Like we talked about a couple months ago, how great that would be. Like it seems like that's the the trajectory at this point. Yeah. I saw uh, Andrade. Andrade finally got released. They got yeah. released. He asked for his release. They denied it. And then yep. they they uh, they ended up giving it to him. With a, no com- with no, with a non-compete, not a end. So there's He's, no sit at home for he, 30 he days. He can show or, up or tomorrow on AEW or Tonight on eight, whatever it is. Um, and I heard Charlotte might have had a little uh say in that. Uh some people said there was a one is person that, that posted it, it was it was proven false. She hasn't been to TV because she revealed last night she has COVID. Yeah, okay. So she's just been I I feel like uh she might have said something because mm-hmm. they are engaged and at the you know that she might have spoken up and said, Hey, release him but like last week they took her off the mania poster and that then she was back on yeah and now she's i mean she's probably not going to be at mania with if she has covid right now because we were three weeks away so yeah maybe depending on how hard it hit her like fatigue wise whatnot she might not be ready interesting but i that andrade um release this this is the example of 
just because WWE throws a contract at you doesn't mean you're you're made. Yeah. A couple of years know? ago, him and Johnny Gargano had a match at a takeover that people were legitimately asking, is it the best match in WWE history? And they still couldn't find anything to do with him. Yeah. And it's crazy. That, that's the thing, man. Just because, and this is also the thing, like you might go to NXT and, and kill it, right? And you're just hoping to go to the next level, to, you know, to the main roster, you to the Raw or SmackDown. And you might get that call. But the thing is, you might get, they might not have some, something for you. Look at, a lot of, uh, you know, what is it? Um, Aleister Black. Where's he been? Uh, apparently it's all been uh Heyman when Heyman was the writer of Raw, all the guys that he pushed are now not getting pushed yeah. because of that. So it's like yeah. And, that, and that's what happens. You know, like new people steps into the new person steps in the position, all of a sudden you fall to the back of the line or you just kind of fall to the wayside because that person might not see anything in you. Yeah. Whereas Heyman probably saw a lot in Aleister Black. Uh, who is it? Pritchard now is probably taking. Is it Pritchard taking over? I think so. I, th- I don't even know who's in control anymore. He might not get. He might not get. Alistair yeah. Black, which is so sad because he's such a talented guy. He's so good on the mic. Yeah. Like, There's money to be made other places. Yeah, and not just WWE. There's money to be made other places, especially now. And that's the thing. Like I was actually one of my my uh, one of my uh, trainers, Gabe, um, the guy I train out train with uh, on Fridays now. Uh, for an hour, I do like boxing and and and, and MMA stuff with him. Uh, he's something. He's got. A, he, he knows a fighter. I think he's from Argentina or something like that. And uh, he doesn't have a social security card here, right? So he's he's Argentinian, and uh, he was fighting for Combat Americas, which is a uh, MMA promotion down yeah. in Mexico. And the kid was making good money fighting for that promotion down there. Now you probably don't know who Combat Combat Americas is. A lot of people are listening to this. Uh, this podcast might not know what that promotion is. By the way, here's a hint. It's the one where Tito Ortiz fought Alberto Del Rio. Um, But this kid was making a bunch of money down there. Then the UFC said, hey, you want a contract? And the kid was like, hell yeah. UFC? Like, you know who the UFC is, right? Yeah. I guarantee every person listening to this podcast knows who the UFC is. He went to the UFC. They offered him eight to, eight to show, eight to win. That means eight grand to a show. Eight grand to win. Add that up. 16, right? Yeah. This kid was making like 30 grand with Combat Americas. So he goes to the UFC. He 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 signs a contract with them. Goes, fights. I think he lost. I'm not sure. But he got beat up pretty good, right? Then he goes to get his paycheck. Now, the, the UFC is an American company, right? Like a U.S. company. Goes to get his, his paycheck. Guess what? He doesn't have a social security card. They took a bunch of taxes out. They tax you even more if you don't have a social security card. Yeah. This kid ended up walking with like $2,500 and medical expenses. Plus, you know, like we just went through a year of, you know, a lot of shutdowns and like no, you know, not, not too many fights. This kid lost a bunch of money all because he wanted to go to the big promotion. Yeah. But yet he was sitting on, on cash with this other promotion that was lesser known, but they were paying him bigger money. So that's the thing, man. Don't just chase the uh you know the the company yeah go with the go with the money you know who who's offering you more money okay this promotion over here might be offering you a lot of money yeah they're lesser known but you're getting paid man you're getting paid so i don't know it's also about timing too like there are guys that i didn't think would be anything and they signed at the right time and 
got a mega push almost immediately and they were on the main roster yeah. in within months. Like I'm not talking about I don't like this I like this guy. Uh like Apollo Cruz. He signed and was in the main roster within like three months. And then had I don't nothing. think he was ready. And now he's killing it. Like he's doing awesome. I think so. He's doing like a Nigerian, yeah, he's, kind of thing. He he actually is Nigerian. He's just doing like a really thick, like he's doing like King T'Challa and yeah. Black Panther. He's doing that accent, and I mean it's working because he's coming off more arrogant. He's a much better heel. It seems like he's finally comfortable with himself. That's good. And like he's always been talented in the ring. He's been good, and I think that's why they thought they could just put him on the main roster. But he was too much of a smiley, like yeah, good guy. And now it's like you have a different level of him and now people will look at him differently. But yeah, I, I, I loved his name on the Indies. Ooha nation. nation. That is a great name. Ooha nation. That yeah. is a great fucking name. Yeah, He's awesome. His and, name's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I wish they would have brought that name. He would have been able to bring that name to WWE. I'm not is he going by Apollo Cruz now or it wasn't just Apollo. It was Apollo for a while, but it's it's Apollo Cruz again. Yeah, I'm okay with that name. Yeah. It's fine. But Uha Nation, that's a sick name. Yeah. That draws eyes. Like that you hear that and you go, excuse me, what'd you just say? Uha Nation? Exactly. So and that that I think that name would go better with what his character he's trying to get over right now. Yeah. Right? So, but oh well. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Hmm? What else is going on? Drod got cut. Does anybody else get, or he got released? Anybody else getting released? Not that I know of. I feel like, I feel like Alistair Black will probably get released pretty soon. Cause it sounds like they just have nothing. His wife already bailed out. Yeah. That, and I think, and everyone thinks that's the reason Andrade stopped getting pushed. So I'm just like, I don't, I don't understand the reasoning behind holding on to guys. If you're not going to use them. Cause back in the day, if they weren't using a guy, you were gone. Yeah. Like even 10 years ago, 15 years ago, like if, they just would fire a bunch of guys like, ah, we don't need you anymore. Like, yeah. but now they're like, ah, let's just keep them for well, no purpose. It's one of those things where you just, before you sign that contract, just look at, you know, the landscape of the place that you're, that wants you. Yeah. You know, like WWE wants me. Cool. NXT filled with talent. Yeah. Right. They just, they swooped up on the indies and they just took a whole bunch of people. The main roster, a bunch of talented up there, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. One of the things that drives me crazy is when guys uh, are, who aren't being used resign and then openly complain online they're not getting used. Yeah. Like, yeah. I understand the paycheck is nice, and I understand that's a big part of why we do why these guys do what they do. But if you know you're not actively going to be used at your job that you want to make money at, like you said, there's other places to go to make money. Yeah. Maybe it won't be what you make in WWE, but at least you'll get to do stuff. Exactly. And you'll maybe you'll be, and you get the opportunity to build your your name, yeah. your character, your product, build your a brand, brand, whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What else? Uh, you want to let's let's go to the questions. Yeah, sure. Let's get these questions. We got a couple of questions this week. All right. So the first question we got is from SoCal Gabe, who we haven't heard from in a while. So here we go. What up, Gabe? Gabe asks, if you go back and watch Shawn Michaels versus Steve Austin from WrestleMania 14, Michaels does a lot of damage to Austin's leg by propping it on the bottom rope and then launching himself up off the ropes and dropping down Austin's leg. Go back a year prior to WrestleMania 13 and Brohart would slam Austin's leg down across the ring apron and slam it around the ring post. Not sure if I've failed to see matches where this happens in modern pro wrestling. Assuming it hasn't, why isn't this utilized today? 
Furthermore, are there any moves or styles of wrestling that you don't see anymore and wish would come back into play? Now, is he talking about just working the leg? I think, yeah, I think he's just talking about working a body part. Like the way, because, yeah, like in a lot of matches where guys wrestled Austin, they would focus on his knee because he had the knee brace. Yeah, bad knees. Um, The reason you probably don't see people working the leg as much anymore is because, uh, well, at least on the indies, uh, it's probably because of the work rate now a days in the yeah. ring. Um, it's all about spots. It's all about, you know, action, like high flying flips, you know, stuff like that. That's not how it was back in the day. Yeah. Back in the day when you saw those matches with Austin and uh, Michaels and Bret Hart, they were about what's what's the storyline? What, what are we trying to get over in this match? Whereas nowadays it's all about spots. Can you imagine Brett trying to wrestle today? Because that was Brett's style. Brett's style was work a body part. Yeah. And then to lead up to the sharpshooter. Yeah. Like I can't even imagine someone like Brett working today. It's really hard to run high spots when you're supposed to be selling a leg injury. Yeah. You know? So that is probably why. And also, I'm not gonna lie to you. I've told this to students too. It takes skills to know how to work a body part properly and also how to sell yeah a body part properly um because you could sell you could work on a body part the whole match yourself but if the person taking the moves isn't selling it right it's gonna look like shit right exactly and then all of a sudden you know they start hitting the ropes and and running spots it's like that doesn't make sense so yeah it's all about everybody just wants to have five star matches and it's hard to get a, a, a this is awesome chant when you're uh when you're working a body part when you're selling a body part and you can't hit those high spots anymore, uh, that's, you know, that's not going to get you. This is awesome chant. So, um, yeah, that's, that's about the best I got for you is the work rate now in the ring. Everybody wants high volume. Yeah. Uh, you know, as far as spots, moves, all that kind of stuff. Whereas back in the day, it was more storyline driven all the way to the, the story, the, the match storyline drove towards the finish yeah whereas nowadays it doesn't it doesn't at all so that's my best answer for you i would say that the only person that's really even utilized it recently is roman like all of roman's matches this year have been based in storytelling yeah even his match on sunday it was based around edges at ringside he's the enforcer how is edge going to come into play into the finish and then edge is involved in the finish like mm-hmm. all of roman's matches he's talking more than he's doing anything like it's such like a thing you don't see much anymore yeah the last time i was at an indie show and i saw somebody work a body part properly and not just one person i saw the match yeah the people the the two men in the ring worked a body part and it came out phenomenal because i watched the match i watched the finish you know it it was great was uh ray rosa's and jesse james at ground zero Probably sometime in 2019, right? Yeah. I can't remember which match it was, but I watched it and I was like, that's the match of the car. Like that's to me, the match of the night is this match right here. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, you know, like I said, a lot of people, they want that. This is awesome chant. They want that five star rating. They want, you know, gifts, right? Yeah. Gifts. Yeah. So they, and you know, working a body part don't really get you that. They want the thing that they think is going to get them the most notice, right? Yep. Yep. And then he, the last part was, 
Are there any moves or styles of wrestling that you don't see anymore and you wish would come back into play? Um, I mean, the style of wrestling that I like the most is Attitude Era. Yeah. You know, like that more cult in the ring. Uh, it's not too clean. It looks dirty. I love that style of wrestling. I love the cruiserweight style of, of the WCW days back in, what, late 90s? Yeah. Um, I love that style because it was fast pace, but yet it, they they sold everything yeah. correctly. And everything was clean and tight and looked good. And, uh, you know, I love the British style of... Um, uh, um, like hold to hold like the British world of sports style, but would everybody, you know, but I don't think a mass audience would want to watch that. I, you know, certain people like yeah. it. And that, that all that, again, that requires you to sell because yeah. you're literally working body parts. That's the British style. You work on the arm, work on the leg and you have to sell the whole time. Yeah. So, um, I, I guess that right. The style yeah, that's, were, yeah, that's good. What, what was a good move back in the day that, that we don't see, I don't know. I think the only move that's not really around anymore is the pile driver. And you see plenty of that yeah. outside of WWE. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's about it. Okay. Cool. Thank you. All right. So this one is from a new person. Someone that hasn't asked before. Some dude dot wrestles commented. What up? Some dude may have already been asked by another kind of a two part question at the start of your career. Can you think of a move you saw in a match that you just had to try out and couldn't wait to perfect? What match and which move? And then I'll ask the second question after you've answered that one. Um, a move that I really wanted to do. I don't. I don't know exactly. I can't remember. I remember, I remember practicing the moonsault. And uh, I had the uh, crash pad out. Mm-hmm. So I was doing a moonsault onto the crash pad from the from the top rope. And I was like, Ugh, this is probably going to hurt if I take this crash pad out, right? And I was going to do this uh, in one of my matches with Ricky Mandel. This was going to be kind of like me doing it for the first time. So I only used the crash pad when I was practicing the moonsault. And then I was just like, fuck it. You know, I was landing it fine on the crash pad. And uh, I was just like, fuck it. When we get out there. I won't have a crash pad. You know, you just got to do it. Now, I always advise people against this. Like, don't just think you can do something and try it for the first time in the ring in front of an audience. Um, but I've broken that rule before, too. You know, like the, the, you know, the moonsault, the, I was I was supposed to miss the moonsault anyway. So I had to eat the mat. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when I got up there, it's like, OK, there's no turning back now. I've already climbed up onto the top rope and I'm about to do this. No turning back now. And uh and I ate the mat and I was like, oh, okay. All right. You know, obviously there's a there's impact. Yeah. But uh, you know, if you breathe out correctly and all that kind of stuff, you uh absorb the energy throughout your body, not just in one particular spot, you're you're good to go. Um the other other moves, I don't know. I mean I don't I don't know, man. That's about it. I think that's yeah. like moonsault. Like that was the first thing I wanted to try. Not not the first thing I try. I wanted to try, but it was like, okay, I'm gonna do this. Yeah, I'm gonna do this. By the way, as a heel, if you were a heel, you could always get out of it. You could just jump off the top rope, and I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> exactly. You get everyone to boo you. Like, exactly. There's always a way out of it. 
and is there something in today's wrestling that gave you that same reaction or feeling? So I think he's asking. Not really sure. Is there something that a move you've seen today that's given you the reaction of, I want to try that recently? No, I guess is the question. No, I don't, I don't watch too much of the newer, uh, you know, modern wrestling. Yeah. I mean, I do, but if I want to watch a match, I usually, I usually watch older stuff. Yeah. Well, with the last year, we haven't really had much to watch anyway. You've had the main companies and then a couple of other, you know, United was doing pay-per-views weekly. Like, yeah, so there wasn't like a lot to watch. I'm like, I want to try that. Like, yeah. Well, plus it's the idea of what's old is new. Yeah. Right. So I, when I usually like, let's say I jump on the network and uh, I want to watch wrestling. I watch old school Raws. Um, I watch old school Nitros and I, you know, I, I focus on um, for the Nitros. I focus obviously on the cruiserweights because, you know, as, as awesome as like NWO was back in the day, they weren't doing like no phenomenal, no. you know, spots or anything like that. It was all just them being fucking awesome. Uh, and then the same thing with like old school raw. Like I, I love just watching the in-ring action of the pace that, cause they moved at a fast pace, Yeah, but you could tell it was, they were calling it in the ring. And it, like I said, it was, it was sloppy, not, not sloppy, but it looked more dirty, more yeah. gritty, I guess you could say. Um, so like I watch that stuff and that's where I try and draw inspiration from. Like if I see a spot, uh, that the cruiserweights did in WCW, I'm like, okay, cool. I want to, I want to steal that. There's one particular spot where it's, uh, Eddie and Jericho and it's a, uh, I, I've, I've used this spot multiple times in my matches. It's, uh, catch the line, um, catch the line into a Mahi straw. The person taking the mahi straw back rolls into a Oklahoma roll pin and then something else. I can't remember. Yeah. You know, but I, I just thought that that transition looked so good and I've used it a couple of time times in my matches and it works pretty well. So will you be getting Peacock for the network? I don't know. How do you. So. So my net. I have the network. I, I yeah. pay nine ninety nine a month. Is that going to vanish? That's yeah. Okay. If you paid for it this month, that's the last time you're going to pay for it. And then I have to sign up for Peacock. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, Peacock I has know. more than wrestling. There's some stuff. There's movies on there. Maybe shows you might want to watch. I on. guarantee you when it gets closer to mania, I'll be like, okay, it's time to sign up for this fucking Peacock yeah. thing. Because by mania, it'll be gone. I think April 5th is when the network ceases to exist. Here's a question. So Peacock is NBC, right? Mm-hmm. And SmackDown is currently on Fox. Yeah. Are they pissed off about that at all? No, Fox? I don't think so because they're more in bed with NBC Universal, which is US USA Network. So Okay. Fox is just like, you know, the NFL not all the NFL games are on Fox. So I guess they look at it probably the same way. Not all WWE is going to be on Fox. Okay. And also Peacock offered them a billion dollars yeah. to be on there. So I'm I'd I'd take that too. Yeah. Uh yeah. So that's about it for those. The, that question is the watching actually, pay-per-view on Peacock, by the way, was quite a disaster for some people. Oh, for real? You couldn't pause it or rewind it as it was going. Like oh, normally fuck that. So you just like watching regular TV. Yeah. I think, uh, they said that they were going to work on it. So hopefully by mania, they fixed that. You think you, you, that would have been like a first, oh, Hey, yeah. pause and replay. And or also rewind. there's a couple people I saw complaining cause it says, uh, on the show next to it, so it was like a WrestleMania. It says expires in 21 days. 
So on some of these streaming services, stuff goes away and comes back like regularly. Mm -hmm. So like if that's what that is, like where you can't watch anything whenever you want, that's going to piss off a lot of people. A lot of people are not going to sign up for Peacock for that. Shit. I remember watching TV in the early nineties. You had to sit through commercials. What you can do in, uh, you can get a VPN and you can watch the regular network because it exists everywhere but America. Could you imagine taking a, a a kid from this day and age, like right now, and being like, "Here, you're gonna watch TV how we used to watch TV yeah. back in like the '90s and the late '80s, and you know, even like the early 2000s." Remember, like when D was what was DVR originally called? Um, oh, god damn it! There was an original name for yeah. the DVR. Let me look it up real quick. And it was like some stupid name, but it was revolutionary. Cause like, wait a minute, you're telling me I can record this and I don't have to sit through the commercials. I can just fast through forward through all that shit. That's like game changing. And now you look at it. I remember my name, I, my mind was blown when there was picture in picture. Remember how TiVo, TiVo, TiVo game changer. And everyone was like, what? Game I don't have changer. to, I can watch stuff the next day. But do you remember picture in picture? Yeah. And how stupid. Sounds really cool. Yeah. Especially in the mid 90s. But then when you actually watch it, you're like, this is stupid because that small picture is way too small. I can't, can't see watch it. You're like, I don't know. What's ha- I don't know what's happening. Yeah. I used to have a TV in my house that was literally half and half. Like it would. It was like a. it was like the first HD, like half and half split. So like I lived with other people and like I'd play my games on one side and they'd watch their movies on the other side. And I was like, I mean, that kind of worked because this it was like a 50 inch TV split in half. So yeah, it was like, that's interesting. That would drive me nuts though. If I had two things going on at once yeah. on the TV, but that's what people would be doing today. If raw and nitro existed, you're right. They'd probably have them both on at the same time. I'm sure there's someone out there that does it with AEW and NXT while they're still on the same night. Do they, I mean, I'm sure some people do. I mean, I don't, I feel bad for the kids nowadays that will never understand how much competition went into wrestling during those Monday Night Raw Wars, so much competition. A title match on a Nitro was like a big deal. You're like, oh shit, Hogan's wrestling Goldberg tonight. I better watch that. And I heard uh, Bischoff's going into the Hall of Fame this year. Yep. I'm not going to lie to you. He 100% deserves it. Oh, he's sure. Yeah. And, you know, like this is the guy that tried to bankrupt or like put Vince McMahon out of business. Yeah. But without him, wrestling would have never gotten to where it yeah, is. Exactly. You know, like, you know, back then at least, I, you know, um, you need that competition. You need that person that says, I'm going to put you out of business and you go, you either make a decision of, yeah, I'm going to go out. Of, I'm going to lay down for this guy or no, fuck that. I'm going to shove it up his fucking ass. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's, that, that's what these two were doing every week, back and forth, back and forth. It was sick, dude. Yeah. It's unfortunate that they won't be able to do that with a crowd. Cause uh, I guess Batista was supposed to go in last year and they decided not to put him in this year. But uh Yeah. Who else? Molly Holly's going in. Molly Holly's Good. going she in. It. Uh, the Bellows from last year going in. I believe. I believe that. I understand that. They've they've uh, they've they put so many name. people in that thing now. At this point, it there isn't anyone that really doesn't deserve to go in. I heard uh, Davy Boy's going in. I haven't heard that yet, but right, Davy Boy's going in. He deserves it. He deserves it. Absolutely deserves it. One yeah. of my faves from back in the day. Hell yeah. I don't. I don't even know why they call it a WWE Hall of Fame at this point because they're literally inducting people that some of them that were never in the WWE at all. Yeah, that's true. So I'm like. But uh, yeah, man, that's cool. Hall of Fame. It's always fun to watch, right? Like, well, I don't know how are they even doing. Like, they're doing it at uh, the Thunderdome. Okay. So they're taping 
a bunch of stuff because they're leaving Tropicana Field next week, I think, or the first week of April. So they're going to tape like the Hall of Fame, Raw, SmackDown, everything before Mania. Yeah, the Hall of Fame is fun to watch. I I, I do enjoy it. Obviously, it's too long. Yeah, sometimes. But oh. who was it? Last? Was it two years ago? Two years ago was the one where the guy tried to attack Bret Hart on stage. Okay, maybe three years ago. Somebody had the longest acceptance speech I've ever heard in my life. And it's like, let's get that walk off theme, you know, music going on here. Like, I, I want to respect this guy as much as possible. But Jesus Christ, a half hour long acceptance speech. Yeah. A little too long, man. A little I, too long. I went to the one where Kurt Angle was inducted and he had like the shortest speech. But there was like so many people that like talked for so long to the point where like, guys, this is five, six hours of people talking like. Yeah, uh, and I'll never go to one again. I want to, res- I, I want to pay my respects to yeah. you, what you did and your career and all that kind of stuff. But Jesus Christ, dude, like cut this, cut it short, man. Five minutes at the longest that speech, right? Five minutes. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine having more to say than five minutes unless you, it's one of those people that just want to tell a bunch of stories. I'm just like exactly like if you're a person who can just like hold a crowd like that. Yeah, like let's say Ric Flair gets up there and just starts talking and like talking about old days. Give it to me. Yeah, give it to me. Cause I love listening to Ric Flair talk about the old days and like his stories and stuff like that. But there's just some people where it's like, dude, you weren't a promo guy back then. You're not a promo guy. Now <laughs> get off the stage, say your thank yous, tell a funny story. And then, and, and, you know, let, let's go, man. Let's, let's keep this show moving. Yeah. Yep. 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 I feel like there's something else I wanted to bring up too, but I can't remember what can't remember what, I think that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all that happened last week. Good luck to Benny. He's getting his surgery on Wednesday. Oh yeah, I saw Benny on Sunday. He said he did stretch. They did. So did he? Did he hear what you said? Yeah, he goes, "Fuck you!" I did stretch, <laughs> and I'm like, "I didn't know." I'm just. I got a fucking bullshit on my show. I got to kill time, right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's doing good. He uh, he's gonna get his surgery done. It's just one of those things that happened. Even when I hurt my my calf, uh, what a few months ago. They, the doctor was like, yeah, it's just what happened. It's just an injury that as you get older, the more prone you are to it. Yeah. And did they say how long he's going to be like bedridden? Like this, do you, do you know if he's going to like come to any of these shows? Like, yeah, I'm sure he'll be, he's, he's got a little scooter he's, he's cruising okay. around on, you know, the one where you, you put your injured leg yeah, up yeah, on, yeah. on it and you, and you go scooter, scootering around. He's got that. Um, I don't know how intrusive the surgery is. I don't know the yeah. The, he mentioned the other day he's gonna be bedridden for a little while, and he's been doing something cool where he's been uh, having wrestlers email him, and he's literally been going through and critiquing them and giving them advice, which I yeah. think is it's always awesome when guys who have done what he's done and wrestle as long as he's done have, can give that input to people. Yeah, it's always very helpful. Yeah, always, man. You always want to always want to look for advice. Always trying to seek out advice, and you want people that are gonna give you honest advice, not yeah. like, hey, this is what I want. This is what you want to hear. You know. Um, it's funny too. Cause like, you know, I'm, I help the students out now, right? I help train them. Yeah. You know, I'll kind of break down a match, their matches for them and all that kind of stuff. And it's sometimes I, I start to feel like, man, am I being too much of a dick? You know, am I, cause it's easy. How, how can I say this? If you're doing something good, cool. Keep doing it. I'm not going to bring it up. It's what you did wrong. Yeah. That's what needs to be fixed. Nothing ever helps. Like just some, I guess some people like being praised and I guess that helps them a little bit, but I think you're going to get more out of being critiqued. 
I think you're going to learn more from being critiqued than you are. Hey, this was really cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, that's like, that's not helpful. Like, yeah. And since I've, I've gone back to doing Muay Thai and I, I'm back to being a student. Yeah. You know, cause I have a trainer and I, you know, he's like it almost kind of like, uh, an expert is like an expertise and he, you know, expects you to, uh, to, uh, um, do these kicks and punches and all that kind of stuff precise. Yeah. And to the, to the T of how he teaches it. So, and it's such little, little things, you know, like rotating your body, your hips over and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, he's all, he's never like, he never compliments you. He always is just like, okay, yeah, that, looked, that looked okay. Yeah. But then like the next kick you go, he goes, he goes, that sucks. That, that kick sucked. So it's good because I get to realize like I'm back to where I'm a student again. And, uh, you know, it helps me even me out when I'm trying to like help kids out. I don't want to be too negative towards them. I try to give them like what a compliment sandwich, yeah. you know? Uh, and you know, it just, it, it, it helps kind of bring you back down to yeah. like the student level. I, I think, guess you could I say. I think you just have to kind of feel out the person. Like if, if the, if that type of person is not going to get anything from you constantly complimenting them, then I wouldn't. Yeah. And like, you know, there's going to be guys that if you compliment them, they're going to rest on that and be like, Oh, I'm good. And not try as hard at other stuff. Yeah. This is the way people get it's arrogance is the word, but yeah, I think it's better to critique people because like if you're wrestling and you come back and everyone's telling you, Oh man, that was great. That was great. But in your mind, you know, it sucked. Oh, I always have that mind. That's what I mean. Like I have a friend that, uh, Rick Ellis, everyone used to tell him, man, your match is awesome. He would always come to me and my other friend, Keith, like, how was it? And we'd be like, yeah, it was okay. Yeah. Cause, cause everyone would just Honesty. tell him how great it was. And this is so great. You're so awesome. But in his mind, he's like, I know it sucked. Yeah. So let me ask them because they're going to be honest with me and I'll uh, be honest with them. I'll, it I'm, sucked. The, I'm the exact same way, man. It's like, if somebody tells me, Hey man, great match. No, it wasn't. It, cause, cause and you lose respect for that person you because they're just, they're just kissing your ass, to kiss your ass. Listen, macho and steamboat WrestleMania three was a great match. Yeah. Are you telling me that, sh- that, that piece of shit match I just had out there right now is, is on that level? No. Yeah, okay. Exactly. No. Let, let, don't jack me off when I'm asking you not to. Yeah. Okay. Like, I got it. I didn't like that match myself. I'll let you know when it's a good match because you can feel it. Yeah. You can f- absolutely feel it. Um. But yeah, I hate when people tell me I have like, hey, good match. It's like, no, it didn't, dude. Have you ever had a match? I'm sure you don't watch back all your matches, but have you ever had a match where you thought it really sucked and then you saw it back and you're like, oh, it wasn't that bad. It was actually pretty good. Um. Usually what happens is when I watch the match back, I hate it the first time I watch it. I hate it. I'm like, ew, gross. I, I fucking, I'm horrible. I, I don't understand why people even book me. And then I'll watch it again, you know, maybe a little bit down the road and go, eh, maybe it wasn't that bad. Maybe it wasn't. It's just that your, your expectations are so much, are always going to be so much more than what is actually yeah. uh, played out in the ring, you know? So, you know, and it's just little things that, that catch my attention too that piss me off about me. Yeah. You know, like I was holding my hand like this or my, I did this with my arms. I did you know, all this kind of stupid stuff where nobody else would, would pick it up. Nobody else would catch it. But I, I'm picking it up because I'm my own big, I'm yeah. my biggest critique. But you'd expect other wrestlers if they're watching it to pick it up. Like you wouldn't expect a fan to pick it up. Uh, like you'd yeah. be like fans be like, oh, that was awesome. Like they might tell you it's awesome because they might not have noticed the subtle thing you do with your arm in the middle that you hated. But yeah. like a wrestler should notice that stuff and yeah, pick yeah. up on that stuff. But. Yeah, that's true. You look at, okay, who's complimenting you? 
Yeah. Who are they? What are they? Do they have any experience? Is it just a fan that's watched wrestling? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, like they're going to, you know, not see little things. Yeah. But a wrestler, a trained wrestler will, should see it. Yeah. And that's, I think that's what I, I, I might. Sometimes I feel like I'm being too picky when I'm critiquing other people's wrestler, like, uh, you know, like matches, like I'll see something and I go, Hey, it's a little something. Nobody else fucking, I guarantee yeah. nobody else fucking back here saw it, but I saw it, you know, it's like, and, and I'll point that out and I'll be like, I wonder if this person like gives a shit that I said that or, or they, do they appreciate it? You know, like, I think, out little things like I think that. they'd appreciate it. I would appreciate it if someone had told me back in the day when I was training little stuff. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I saw a wrestler make a comment about how he doesn't want unsolicited advice on the, uh, on the, uh, Twitter on the Twitter. And I was like, I give unsolicited advice all the time, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's not because I'm, I, I want to like shit on you yeah. It's because I legitimately want to help you out and go, Hey man, I saw what you did out here. I do that all the time yeah. too. Here's how to like, or I used to do that all the time. Here's how to fix it. Every peak athlete in every sport at some point has gotten coached, even if they're at the top of their game. I guarantee you stuff happens in games with LeBron James now where someone says, maybe you should try this. Yeah. And then he does it. Like yeah. there's, you're never at a level where you're perfect at whatever you do. Yeah. No matter what, who you are, like I guarantee Kurt, the Kurt angles of the world. I guarantee their matches that you watch that thought you were, they're incredible. I'm sure there's seven or eight things in that match where he's like, I fucking hated that. Yeah. It pissed me off. Yeah. Like, I can't, I couldn't get over it. Like I, just I, a small little thing. I saw a, a clip, an old clip of Guerrero talking about one of his matches with Ray and he goes, that's the, he brought this mat. He always finds something that he doesn't like in, in all of his matches. And he said this match with Ray, he goes, that's probably about the closest I've ever been to like the Halloween havoc match. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. That's probably one of the closest, like perfect Lucha matches you'll ever see. And yeah. it's not even full Lucha. It's like they do a lot of Lucha spots, but there's a lot of stuff that both of them have said they've tried again and it's, they can't do it. Yeah. It just, that, that one night it, yeah. it, it happened. Um, yeah. I remember him making that comment about, he goes that one match. That's about the m- most perfect yeah. that I'll ever get. Cause you, you watch a match back and you go, God, I should have done this. I should have done that. Should have done this. Oh, why did we do that? He said he watched that match back and he said, yeah, he, he's pretty content with that match like okay that was yeah that was about as good as it's gonna get he was notoriously hard on himself a lot though. yeah so like i mean benoit you hear about old stories with him like he would like fuck up one little thing that wasn't even a big deal and he would go do 500 squats after the match thinking yeah. he had to punish himself <laughs> but then there's a match i forget which mania it is that eddie russell's like test and it's like a pretty good solid match and then you find out that eddie doesn't remember any of it because he was so fucked up Oh really? And I'm like, if that's the performance he's putting out when he's drugged out, like none of us have any hope. <laughs> you know what's crazy is that when I think about Eddie Guerrero, I remember watching him on WCW Cruiserweight, and he was awesome. Yeah, you know he was awesome. And then you just you you just slowly over the years, because then you know he 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 became a heel in WCW, the LWO thing. And then eventually him jumping ship with Benoit, Saturn, and, and Malenko over to WWF and then building him up. And you're slowly watching this guy is the greatest wrestler of all time. Like there's a there's a 
very good argument for him being the greatest wrestler of all time. Babyface, check. You could do either one, yeah. Heel, absolutely good. Solid wrestling in the ring. Comedy, you got it. Acting, got it. Catchphrases, got it. The look, got it. I mean, come on, man. Like that. There's a there's a strong argument for Guerrero being one of the greatest yeah. wrestlers of all time. And it sucks because he ne- he he obviously got to the top, but I feel like if he could have kept going, I feel like he could have been so much higher up in like the Mount Rushmore of like people's wrestlers today. Yeah, because he hadn't even touched the surface of being like a main event guy. So good. Yep. So good. I agree. It's crazy, and, and like I got to like you know I did obviously I didn't watch all of his career, but I watched a good chunk of his career and it's just it's crazy to think like this guy was on the cusp of being probably of being considered one of the greatest and then his life got cut short it was a heart attack right yeah a heart attack yeah crazy man crazy it's crazy to think like those old school cats how they uh you know just how they handled life on the road pain you know, all that kind of stuff. They, all them painkillers, they didn't know. Yeah. They, they thought like, Hey man, this stuff is uh it's doctor prescribed. Makes me feel better. So why wouldn't I take it? Man, I, I still remember back in the day when Vicodin, I remember like the doctors prescribing my parents tons of Vicodin and they're, and they're just like, Oh, it's fucking, it's, it's, it's doctors prescribed. It's, it's fine. Then you find out you're basically doing heroin. Yeah. <laughs> like you're addicted to like opiates. Like, and not that I'm, not my parents were addicted to it. Yeah. But just, man, that stuff got just handed out like candy. I mean, we're talking like huge prescription pills of of Vicodin and stuff like that. And you look back at it now and you go, what the fuck were these doctors thinking, man? I think the first time other than wrestling, I knew Vicodin was a big. Did you ever watch the show House? No. He was on Vicodin, like the whole the entirety of the show. And like at, towards like the middle of the show, he got off of it and they tried to make him go to rehab. And I'm like... Viking is that serious? Jeez. And that's when you find it like, oh fuck, these things, these painkillers are not supposed to just be taken all the time. No, It'll kill your brain. I remember when I found out when I was in, I was in high school and I found out uh, like if you if you drank like alcohol and took Vicodin, it fucked you up, right? Mm. So I was like, sweet, <laughs> like let's try this out, you know. And uh, I went to a party and I I took half of Vicodin and I drank. I brought with me like a couple forties. Thinking like I'm gonna get like pretty banged up off of this. Yeah. Guess what? Dead sober. Dead sober. I've never been more sober at a party in my life. And I drink. I I took a Vicodin, drank these 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 40s, and I for some reason I'm like, what is going on right now? I am like perfectly fine. Don't know. I don't think Vicodin works. I, I've taken Vicodin before. I don't think it works for me. I don't know like what you're supposed to feel, but I've taken it before and I've felt nothing except for like irritated. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe it was some people it hits differently. Yeah, you know? it's weird. I don't know. Maybe you need to take more. Needed to. Nah, yeah, yeah, I'm cool now, man. It's, like, it's funny. It's interesting now how many people talk about how uh, they'll turn down prescription pills from doctors and maybe just use like gummies, right? Like uh, marijuana yeah. gummies. Yeah. Uh, as an alternative, because you look at it now and you go, that's the safer route. 100% the safer route. Because uh, there's too many fucking stories of people getting hooked on fucking prescription pills. Because unfortunately, you're not going to know if you're addicted until it's too late. Way too late. You're like, oh, yeah. Way too late. All right, man. Let's finish this up. Sounds good. All right. So uh, let's see. 
We've got Level Up, Red Tier, April 2nd. That's a Friday night. Go on Facebook. I'm sure you can find the information there. And then that following Saturday, April 3rd, we're going to have the De Luce De Lucha. I know I'm butchering that name, but please go check that out. Uh, that's going to be at 4 o'clock on Saturday. That's going to be uh, the Hogsman, Devin and I, taking on the team of Jack Cartwheel and Rancho Camacho. And then later that night at 7 o'clock will be the Canna Pro Blast Off 4321 show. I'll be on that, uh, taking on Bad Dude Tito. Will you be uh, inquiring with Tito about how to get booked on Bloodsport? Maybe, maybe. I'll, I'll bring out the old phrase, get me booked. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Because he's on the next one, too, the one no, they're yeah. having in Tampa. And I saw he actually just pulled out of another show. Another fucking pr- uh, promoter got caught for like doing... Uh, inappropriate stuff. Inappropriate. I don't know specifically what it is. Yeah. All I saw was I saw the Tito and then I saw, I think Heather retweeted it. and A few people A couple did, of yeah. pe- other people addressed it. Crazy, man. Crazy. And then uh, and then I'll be uh, up at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood that following Sunday on April 4th, Easter Sunday. But there's no fans there, I believe. But anyways, the Canna Pro Show, the Deluce De Lucha... The Level Up Show, uh, Red Tier Showcase, that's all, you know, mask up, got to take your temperature, all that kind of stuff. What do, you, what do you call that? COVID? Contact tracing? No, not contact tracing. Isn't contact COVID tracing protocols? You, protocols, there you go. Isn't contact tracing where you leave your information? Yeah, so I, th- I I know they did that the last show. I don't know if they're going to do it for this one. Uh, probably, I don't know. I mean, remember when like restaurants were supposed to do that and then all of a sudden it just kind of fell off? How many, how many Mike Hunts do you think ate... Uh, at restaurants during that time frame when when you were supposed to leave like your name and address and your phone. Oh yeah, number. I'm sure I would have left the private. You probably had name. a bunch of Mike Hunts, a bunch of uh Jack Mihoffs. Seymour Butts. Seymour Butts, right? Like I, I swear, I guarantee there was a bunch of names like that. Anyway, so those are the shows I'll be uh participating in at the beginning of April. Go check out uh the Hogsman Red and Black, the Hogs cast every Thursday morning with Devin Sparks. And then the last word with Duke on Friday mornings. This week we have part two of our interview with Yuma. With Yuma. And that was good. Yuma's always a solid interview. He's Very got plenty fun. of stories. So go check that out. And I, actually, I think Devin's supposed to have Hunter on or something like that. I don't know. Maybe. I have no idea. Devin has. I have. I honestly have no idea if we're doing a podcast this week. So nah, you're doing it. You're check doing the it. feeds. I feel like I'm the boss, right? Am I am I the boss of, of this podcast? Devin thing? gets mad when I say that, but yes. I feel like I'm the boss, okay? And I'm I'm gonna demand that Devin do, does his podcast or else I'm gonna have to write his ass up. Yeah. Okay. Um and then uh that's about it, right? Yep. Just follow the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube at Hog the Hogsman Podcast. Watch and- all the videos, listen to Mike's podcast on YouTube. It's just audio, but Still get to hear Mike Camden's voice. Yeah, cool, man. And that's about it, guys. I don't think we have much more going on. And if you want the tip, you got to take the whole hog. Adios. Adios.